Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So, do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze all your online marketing campaigns. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com income. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Welcome to Stagecraft, Variety's theater podcast, bringing you backstage and behind the scenes with the stars, creators, and industry leaders keeping theater alive and bringing musical theater to screens near you during the pandemic. I'm your host, Gordon Cox. On this episode of Stagecraft, I'm talking to Ariana DeBose. The Tony-nominated actor got her start on So You Think You Can Dance before shifting to musical theater roles in Bring It On, Motown, Pippin, and of course, Hamilton, in which she played the pivotal ensemble role of The Bullet. Since then, she starred in A Bronx Tale and in Summer, the Donner Summer musical. And now, during the pandemic, DeBose has been having something of a moment on screen instead of on stage. First, we got a chance to revisit her work or see it for the first time in the filmed performance of Hamilton that hit Disney Plus in the summer. And now she's appearing in The Prom, Ryan Murphy's starry Netflix adaptation of the fan-favorite Broadway musical. Up next for her a new musical series on Apple TV Plus, Schmigadoon, due to be released next year. And then, at the end of 2021, Steven Spielberg's much-anticipated new film adaptation of West Side Story, in which he plays Anita. DeBose is in the virtual studio with me to tell us all about that and more. Hey, Ariana. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Gordon. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Feeling good. It's a little chilly where I am, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So The Prom was a great big fan favorite for a lot of theater folks when it was running. Uh, you know, the theater community really sort of fell in love with that show. Did you get a chance to see it while it was running? Oh, darling. I saw it three times. <laughs> I was a bit of a fanatic. I was, I loved it. I saw it first with my, my sister, Adrienne Warren. Hmm. Um, and I boohooed. <laughs> she had to like console me. Uh, I was just so, so overwhelmed and moved and so many people on that stage that, you know, I've, 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 some of whom I've worked with, some I've taken dance class with, just contemporary colleagues having a blast, mm -hmm. doing what they do best um, and storytelling in a way that was so accessible to so many different types of people because that audience, all three times that I saw it, the audience with was filled with so many different types of people. And that was, it's always thrilling to me to see a piece on stage, whether it be in a Broadway house or a non-Broadway mm -hmm. house, um, mm -hmm. that has that kind of power, right? 
I think that was amazing. Did you respond? You play in the in the uh, Netflix version uh, <laughs> adaptation. You play Alyssa Green, who is the sort of not yet out girlfriend of the main character, who just wants mm-hmm. to take a girl to the prom but finds herself barred from doing so. Um, did you? What did you think of that character as you were sitting there? Did you respond in particular to it then, and how has that changed now? Now that you played the role, oh, I absolutely uh, responded to character of Alyssa in the in the Broadway production um, portrayed by Isabel McCalla, who identifies yeah. as a woman of color. And I, I was so taken with her. I thought what she was doing up there represented us so beautifully. Um, and it was the first time that I had really seen a coming out journey with a, a face like, like mine, like ours portrayed on stage. And that's what really got me. You know, I thought that was so, so special. And I remember sitting in the theater that night thinking, I'd love to be a part of this, this story one day, um, or this type, this family, this legacy. Um, and then, you know, lo and behold, here comes Alexa Fogel and Ryan Murphy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunity um, because I, I learned a lot through Alyssa. Right, I am a I I myself identify as Afro Latina. My mother is white, so I'm I'm a trail mix of a lot of things. Um, but through my lived experience, you know, coming out, whilst I didn't feel like I necessarily came out, I sort of just always was. It's hard to explain. I was really lucky that I had a mom who just let me be. Mm. You know, um, that's not the norm for everyone. And even moving to New York, I had more experience with prejudice or um, uh, or s- systemic racism or oppression in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when I when I moved to New York as an out and proud woman, that I did necessarily when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it was it was really interesting to me to have these different revelations about what it is to be young and go through the struggle of trying to find your voice and trying to seek the acceptance of the people that you love. Cause like I said, that wasn't necessarily the experience I had. Um, and it is, it, it can be challenging in black and brown communities. And I don't think there's anything wrong in acknowledging that, right? Mm-hmm. That there's still a lot of work to be done even amongst ourselves, right? Um, we're having so many fruitful conversations around, you know, racial injustice and prejudice and things, you know, any number of things. We live in the time of me too. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of work to be done. Um, And I I love that in the manifestation of Alyssa Green and it through, through this body Mm. um, and the manifestation of Carrie, Mrs. Green through Carrie Washington, Mm. um, you get to see a black family, uh, you know, essentially a single parent black family because you don't see you do not see her father figure um in this story you get to see the layers of how these two women have to find each other and make space for each other and that's the gift of the prom i or at least my hope that is the gift of the prom that young people whether you identify as a person of color or not that you see a blueprint that coming out is complicated, it's bumpy, 
that there's bumps in the road, but the happy ending is still possible. Hmm. That's what I love so much about our, our, uh, our version of the story. Yeah. You uh, mentioned Carrie Washington, who plays Alyssa's mother, your character's mother, but uh, she is one of just a number of, uh, you know, great, big, well-known actors, really talented, <laughs> well-known actors who uh, you are in that film with, including, you know, Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman and Michael Key and Tracy Ullman and, and James Corden. And it, the list just sort of goes on and on. What was that like for you to sort of work on that uh, with uh, a cast like that? Oh, you know... <laughs> It was fine. It wasn't that special at all. Said nobody ever. Um, I mean, I will say I'm very grateful that I had my Hamilton experience prior to mm. making this movie, because with a show like Hamilton, you know, Hollywood came out in droves to right. see our show. And it did allow me to meet many of these people, whether they knew they were meeting me, I knew I was meeting them. So it didn't make any difference to me, but it allowed me to get out some of those jitters ahead of time. I'm very grateful for that. So that when I did show up in Los Angeles to make this movie and arrived, I arrived even in a rehearsal hall, not even on set, a rehearsal mm -hmm. hall where Meryl Streep is sitting on a little bench, putting on her little Laducas. <laughs> I didn't necessarily feel like I was going to fall apart in front of her. I could at least make a coherent sentence. Um, <laughs> but it was a joy. I mean, I think my greatest takeaway from working with all of them, they're all so specifically excellent at what it is they do. They're craftsmen. They They are not only surviving, they're thriving in Hollywood, but they are nice people. Mm. And that, to me, that was like a big, that was a big revelation because I've always tried to lead with kindness and, and grace because this is, show business is hard. Right. <laughs> it ain't easy. It can bring <laughs> out some colorful, colorful tones in a lot of folks. Um, but to experience them in that way and to see that you can work hard, you can make an amazing product, you can be a legend, you can be Miss Meryl Streep or M. Streasy as KW <laughs> called her and still be nice and laugh with people. It's, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, Hamilton, we all got a chance to revisit uh the hamilton or for many of us i'm sure see it for the first time uh right. when it uh, landed on disney plus over the summer <laughs> what was it like for you you know we all had our own experience for those of us who saw the show you know back when it opened and has yeah. since it was you know one thing for someone like me to revisit that show what was it like for you to uh you know take a look at it and relive it that time you know it was um it's hard to find words to describe the hamilton experience Anyways, mm. um, but seeing the film, I think it allowed me to see the show from a different angle. You know, I, I had, I went through several different challenges whilst I was doing the show. I had been injured a couple different times. So I, that had given me the opportunity to see the show. Mm. Um, so I remember what it was like to experience it from an audience perspective. And that was moved. It was beautiful. It's everything that, People say it is, but then to see it on film, mm. 
and to be able to zero in on the emotional life of these people, um, historical figures, many, all, um, and also it gave me the opportunity to go in and really, really get into the nitty gritty of my ensemble colleagues, right? It was like, Mm -hmm. wait, you were doing that? (laughs) (laughs) Or that silly little stupid thing we were doing in the corner, that made it on the screen? Oh, oh no, or yay, you know? Right. Um, so it was it was a, it, as odd as it is because I still think it's very strange to see yourself on screen. I don't know if mm. I'm comfortable with it, mm. but it was a wonderful experience to see all of these people that I that we worked with, that I worked with. We, I, yikes! Yeah. To see the work that we put our heart and souls into in that way, it really was priceless. It reminded me of the blood, sweat, and tears, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it was a journey made by the people for the people. And finally the people get to see it in this way. And it was nice to have, you know, so many of our Disney plus audience, um, so many members of that audience did reach out. And we're like, oh my gosh, I get what you mean by the bullet. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Because not, I mean, She's, I don't think the bullet is like an official character by any stretch of the mind. I don't think if you talk to our creative team, they would be like, yep, build, totally build. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But but she does exist. And I, at the time when we were doing the show, I thought it was so special that Andy let the bullet be embodied by a human form. Mm-hmm. Because when you can imagine a person as a bullet, it changes the way you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. So for me as an artist, I was, I took the opportunity to let that embody, you know, an omen of death. And mm-hmm. what could that be? It kept it interesting. So my shows, my shows were always intriguing. I had, I as hard as that show was, I really enjoyed doing it. Um, sure. And part part of that enjoyment came from the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and what you you found yourself in a position that uh you know every actor in a show that manages to become the massive success that hamilton did you find yourself in the position of like having this really good thing going but knowing that at some point you're gonna want to and have to and uh have the desire to move on and you know do something else and try something different and show other sides of yourself how do you what's your memory of sort of negotiating that in terms of when did you time that how did you time it how did you know you were ready how did you know the company was ready like what was your what was your thinking behind that um you know i am on a personal note i had actually i was in pippin when i had Mm -hmm. sort of made an agreement with myself was like okay from after this show you need to take steps to to try for different things, to find a different challenge. Um, and then Hamilton came along and I was like, okay, that's, that's an ensemble track, but it is so worthwhile. You mm. know what I mean? This type of show. When you say, so when you say you were looking for something, for a different challenges, you mean not necessarily an ensemble role. You were looking for right. something beyond I, an ensemble role. Right. I had decided for myself that I wanted to, to challenge my skill set to see if I could book 
you know, more featured roles or a leading lady role. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wasn't sure that I could do it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank God Hamilton came along, gave me a little (laughs) more time to like get up the courage to really Mm -hmm. set forth on that path. But, but what Hamilton did force me to do for myself was decide whether or not I wanted to cover or understudy um, with that job. And I, actively chose not to and that's mm. something i had been doing on most of my jobs i had chosen yeah. understudy yeah you did but, it for it didn't you do it for pippin if i remember I, yeah i yeah. understood yeah. for pippin i took yeah. over very briefly yeah. um but i understudied diana ross in motown oh, right. Musical. right i yeah. understudied danielle and bring it on like i was getting really good at doing that thing mm-hmm. but i don't like i'm a person who doesn't like being pigeonholed so i didn't want to keep just saying yes and then not feeling like I was truly being considered for something different. Um, so that was the choice I ended up having to make with Hamilton. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Like, why wouldn't you want to do this? Why don't you want to cover Mariah Reynolds? And I was like, it's not about, it's not about right. the part. It's about my right. personal growth. Mm. <laughs> um, so then, you know, I wanted to see it all the way through. Um, I think when you have an original Broadway cast, you want to be there for the Tonys. You want to be there for the cast album. You, you know, you want all those experiences. So I hung on as long as I could. And then um, I realized (laughs) right around Tony time (laughs) that this year body was not going to allow me to carry on much longer doing eight times a week of Hamilton. That specific. Right. That was a challenging physically role for you. Oh, yeah. For, and for anyone. I mean, yeah, for, for, any, for yeah. anyone in that show, it is very hard to maintain that show for a year in on your body. It's a full time job. Um, right. But I would wager to say, you know, Broadway performers, we're all athletes. We all have different skill sets. Like you're a leading lady on Broadway. You're going to have to do a different thing to maintain than an ensemble member in Hamilton. But you're still maintaining. And it's not easy. And it right. certainly isn't glamorous. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Did you um, have any, one of the things that I thought was so interesting about uh, the uh, release on Disney Plus is it inspired this whole other conversation from people who'd either seen it before or not about historical accuracy and what mm-hmm. is included and what is left out and how much you have time to include and what's important to include. What was your take on sort of the, it was a thing that, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda sort of welcomed, it seemed like, yeah. but I wonder what what was your experience of sort of looking again at this show uh, in a world that had been sort of really changed in the last, you know, several months before it came out? Yeah, I mean, I really applauded Lynn for how he took on that conversation, you know? Yeah. I mean, the reality is you have someone like Chris Jackson playing George Washington, and, you know, George Washington was a white man who owned slaves. Owned right. slaves. Right. There are just certain facts there. Um, but I think in in regards to how we include what we include, I do think having that conversation and opening up the door is number one, the first step, right? I mean, you do have to suspend disbelief. This is a musical. And quite frankly, if you ask any audience member, I don't really think they want to sit there for more than three hours, right? Right. So it's 
you you got to figure out how to keep your audience engaged. And sometimes you do have to take liberties, but you take liberties within appropriate reason. And right. a, again, art is subjective. Um, and and that, that's what it's like this whole conversation. It's a great conversation, but it's, right. it's hard to it's hard to zero in on what should and shouldn't be included in yep. specifically a non nonfiction story. I mean, you could ask the same question about Motown the musical, right? You know what I mean. I mean, a any story based on <laughs> a real, story. real people. It depends real, on who's yeah. telling the story, right? Yeah. It depends yeah. on whose perspective um, you're you're hearing or receiving this story from. The same thing about history books. My history books were written by right. white men, right. so they're not talking about anything that happened yeah. <laughs> um, in regards to people who look like me historically. Right. And I remember this is so left field but i remember in my history book high school ap history hmm. uh there was like two sentences about the duel between alexander hamilton and aaron burr that was it huh. and i was like oh then coming to do hamilton i was like oh this should have been a book in and of itself <laughs> hashtag yeah. ron Chernow. right um, yeah but but it's it's an ongoing conversation. I don't. I don't know if I have a perfect answer to your question, but I well, do I think the fact that I, we're able. Does anyone to, right now? Right. Probably not. Yeah. But I do yeah. think the the fact that we're able to have the conversation about even acknowledging that maybe we've left left some things out and we need mm -hmm. to take better care at 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 being more inclusive in the mm -hmm. stories we tell and how we tell them. That is a step in the right direction. Right. Yeah. I'll have more with Ariana right after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now, here's more with Ariana DeBose. Back in the before times, when, you know, maybe like last year, maybe around this time, or maybe a little after, we were, th I was, th when we were looking ahead, when I was thinking ahead to Christmas of 2020, I was, uh, I am someone who goes to see a, uh, usually a musical, a movie musical, if it exists on Christmas with my mother. And like, we had that movie, but we had West Side Story picked out. So like, yeah. we were, so did we. <laughs> lots of, lots of theater folks were, you know, ready to see that movie this Christmas, but then, you know, everything happened. So we're going to have to wait a year, but have you gotten a chance to see it yet? No, I haven't. Mm. Gosh, I'm I'm waiting on bated breath, really. Mm. Um, but what I can say is, you know, in talking with Stephen in the months following the wrap of the film, he he has such a passion for this film. Yeah. He's so excited about it. He's excited about what what we've made, and I say we very um, specifically because that's how he talks about it. What we've mm. made. Yeah. Um. It, there was a real spirit of collaboration and. Just to tell you from what we experienced on set, mm -hmm. that energy and some of the the dance sequences. 
Oh, the capture I, on it. It's exciting, you guys. I can't wait. I'm very excited for you all to see it. I'm well, I'm very curious in particular about the dancing because that the, the you know, the Jerome Robbins moves are so sort of iconic. And Justin Peck did the choreography for the for the this new Steven Spielberg version. What, can you what is what is this? What are these new moves like? Like, what's the how do you characterize what this dance uh, brings to the story and how it tells the story versus the choreography we all know. You know, I think, well, lots of things in there. <laughs> Justin Peck is doing some of his best work with mm -hmm. West Side Story. And he he specializes in making ballet accessible because it becomes pedestrian in a way. And, and mm -hmm. I think that that quality that he has has lent itself so beautifully to the storytelling of West Side Story and in particular to Stephen's vision because the way that this this is shot, it has such energy, such movement, such propelled forward motion. And, and Justin did a great job in capturing that. In addition, he does a beautiful job of paying homage to the original Robin's work and doing... Um, because you cannot duplicate or recycle Jerry Robbins. You just can't, right? right? This does not attempt to do that. It just is respectful of it, right? Um, and then allows the work that we are going to take on um, a life of its own, uh, which was really exciting for me because I come in and as I think you can see, Gordon, I have very <laughs> specific opinions about many, many things. Um, but... Justin became a great partner. Justin and his team, his wife, uh, Patricia Delgado, um, so so great and wonderfully collaborative to allow Amita to manifest within my body. And and I would also go even further to say they really did their homework. You know, Justin was was doing the research around these Latin dances to infuse Puerto Rican uh, Puerto Rican rhythms and. Uh, mm -hmm and authentic movement and uh, uh, dance styles like Le Bomba, um, as opposed to, you know, uh, just what we stereotypically believe to be Hispanic dance steps or rhythms. Like he went for authenticity and I was really proud of him. And, and that's the theme of the whole, the whole work or the whole production, in my opinion. You know, we had Gustavo Dudamel conduct our uh, conduct the LA Phil and the New York Phil for for this uh, for this movie, and the music is stunning. But it's authentic because we got the best. We got Gustavo. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You know, we we went as far as we could, kind of in every direction, to find the heartbeat of our of the culture and and the same within within the jet storyline as well and i think you're going to be really are you and our audiences are going to be <laughs> pleasantly surprised by how this reimagination of a classic story really gives you even more access to the characters and to the time they were living in yeah and what did you know, West Side Story is a is a film and a and a musical we all many of us grew up with. Did you too grow up with West Side Story? And what did what did it mean to you? And what did um, particularly Anita mean to you? I did grow up with West Side Story. Um, I didn't quite. I'll be honest. When I was a kid, I didn't fully understand what I was watching. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and I'm talking childhood, childhood. Yeah. Um, but I, I fully understood that there was a woman who had brown skin dancing in a purple dress who I wanted to be. I knew mm-hmm. that. And then later on, I discovered she had a name, and her name was Rita Moreno. <laughs> yeah. And and she was Puerto Rican. And mom, mm-hmm. my mother was like, she's like you. You're Puerto Rican. She's Puerto Rican. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So it was one of the first examples that I, I had of seeing myself reflected um, mm-hmm. on, a, on a television set. Um, you know, I, I think those light bulb moments in a child's life are really, really important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, sort of now that I'm in this position um, as a, a woman who identifies as Afro-Latina and as queer to mm. hopefully represent that for young people who haven't traditionally had people who look like them um, or identify as they identify. Like, I hope I can, you know, at least provide a sliver of hope, you know, that mm you know, it's possible to achieve this level of success, right? If you work hard, if you, if you, you know, you seek out opportunity, there's nothing wrong with your ambition. That is something I do want to talk about. There's nothing wrong with ambition. There's a difference between being cold-blooded and leading with love. That's Mm. the conversation we need to be having. Mm. But ambition, as our vice president-elect Kamala Harris said in her first speech, ambition is a good thing. And if there's something you want and you're willing to work for it, go for it. Nothing should stand in your way. We have a BIPOC woman about to take office. That's exciting, y'all. I'm an (laughs) Afro-Latina about to reimagine Anita and West Side Story in a time where Afro-Latinas are underrepresented in the entertainment industry. Mm. Um, And I'm I'm a queer, black presenting woman telling a coming out story in a Ryan Murphy Netflix musical. That is thrilling to me. Mm. And it's something that I don't take lightly. I do feel tremendous responsibility for it, for these, these roles and the position that I'm in. But I want to have these conversations. I want to to create more seats at the table. It's the time. At least yeah. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you just finished a production on a, a future, or another project oh, that yeah. uh, you have been working on um, that is also a musical. Um, tell us a little bit about that for people who don't uh, know much about it. Yes, I just wrapped a musical comedy um, called Schmigadoon for Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I know. Schmigadoon. Yeah, right. I mean, I it. love it. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> um, it's It's a it's a series starring Cecily Strong from SNL, yep. uh, Keegan Michael Key. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other starry names like our our queen, Kristen Chenoweth, and Alan Cumming, Fred Armisen, mm-hmm. Dove Cameron, Aaron Tveit, mm-hmm. myself, very, yep. and Anne Harada, my darling Anne Harada. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, essentially, a couple goes on a hike to, um, you know, reignite the flame in their relationship. And they find a magical town on the side of a mountain where people think they're in a musical. And uh, and it's great. It pays homage to everything that we are 
to beautiful golden age musicals. Um, you know, that was particularly thrilling for me to have the opportunity to sing from the musical theater canon. Well, it's original music by uh, Cinco Paul, mm -hmm. who is our writer and showrunner, but mm -hmm. uh, written in the style of, you know, the time of the great Barbara Cook. I never mm -hmm. in a million years thought I would get the opportunity to even live my best Barbara Cook dream. <laughs> and yet I did. It was, I loved it. I had a fabulous time. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And this, uh, the podcast Stagecraft, my podcast, is uh, part of the Broadway Podcast Network. And I should mention that you are also in an audio, an audio fiction podcast that is fairly new, um, also part of the Broadway Podcast Network that is yes. produced by one of uh, your producer, one of the producers of the prom stage show and also the film um called yeah. as the curtain rises uh mm -hmm. that's um are you having fun with that that seems like you get to play a uh director choreographer who's yeah. uh, who's, <laughs> who's very ambitious speaking of ambition yes uh she's she's fabulous her name is zoe taylor director choreographer mm -hmm. and um and she is ambitious mm -hmm. um and she's uh she's big picture <laughs> um she fills in the details after the fact Right. Um, but I'm right. having a blast doing it. Yeah. Dory and her team have been so great about making this all happen. Started out as like a passion pandemic project. Right. Um, and it's turned into this wonderful, wonderful expression of joy and just mm -hmm. hilarity because some of it's mm -hmm. utterly ridiculous and I'm <laughs> living for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so what else is on your plate now that you've finished uh, wrapping production with that and you're working on the podcast? What else is ahead for you? You know, right now I'm just enjoying the holidays with my family. Uh, some, yep. some well, in my opinion, well-earned downtime. <laughs> I'm yeah. the queen of the hustle, so it's very yeah. hard for me to sit still. There are right. some things in the works uh, mm. that I'm very much looking forward to talking about mm. um, in the near future, um, which will be really cool. It'll be a departure from what, uh, what you've seen me do thus far, and I can't wait to share it with you. Yeah. And so if you do have a bit of a break ahead of you, what what tell, what are some of the things that are not work that have kept you going through the pandemic? What's 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 been your new passion? Tequila. Live, <laughs> um, sort of. Uh, I do have yeah. a favorite tequila, though. Uh, Clase Azul. It's kind of expensive. It's less splurge, but it's definitely okay. worth it. So All delicious. Right. Um, you know. Netflix. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been yeah. watching a lot of Netflix. Uh, Queen's Gambit. Sure. The Crown. Yeah. I'm really into period pieces right about yeah. now. I'm like, I want to see big scale production. I want to see use of color. I mm -hmm. love it. Like, give me, give me storytelling through color and set design, and I'm a happy camper. Mm -hmm. um, and also those two projects I just specifically references, they don't really have an abundance of people of color in them, but they, uh, they inspire me to find the stories of those time periods that, that do. Um, so I look to them for source of inspiration and then I go and I do a fair amount of research. Mm. Uh, so I'm building my arsenal. I'm not, I'm not someone who sits still, like I said before. So I'm, I've always got something spinning up here, but I'm also finding ways to give back. I've, I've joined the boards of two, uh, two non, 
nonprofit organizations. I am um, on the international board of Covenant House, um, taking okay. homeless youth and yeah. uh, and trafficked youth. I also sit on the board of AS4, which is a reproductive and abortion rights uh, organization. Um, so that has been fun to, it actually really has been fun and rewarding for me to kind of dig deep and fight for things I believe in. Um, and uh, and Joellen and I are working on, uh, on, a, on a new program that will also champion LGBTQ rights for young Great. people and provide resources for them. So, that's, this is your co-star in the prom, we should say. In case. Yes, my yeah. co-star in the prom, Joelle yes. Pellman, ladies and gentlemen. You get ready. She's taking over the world. <laughs> uh, well, um, we look forward to watching the prom again. I saw I saw a screener of it a couple weeks ago. Had a great time. Um, and uh, seeing West Side Story next year and Schmigadoon. And uh, we really look forward to uh, seeing you on stage again as soon as we are uh, all able to be in the same room at the same time. Um, it was great that. talking to you. All right, you Anna. too, Gordon. Yeah, Take care. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That was Ariana DeBose, now starring in The Prom, landing on Netflix December 11th. And of course, you can also catch her in Hamilton on Disney+. If you like what you're hearing on this and other episodes of StageCraft, I'd really appreciate it if you took the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow our audience of folks who love theater as much as you and I do. Or tell a friend about StageCraft. You can find past episodes or subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on all the other pod places, including Spotify and on the Broadway Podcast Network, which is another great place to find more theater for your ears. I'll be back in two weeks with another new episode. Thanks for listening, and see you soon. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.